encounters with God. We've been learning, um, like I was just saying a little bit ago, we've been learning each week that we need fresh encounters with God. The first week that we talked about this, we talked about how we need to have a daily encounter with God. We need to daily be revived in his presence. We need to daily hear what his spirit is saying and to be led and guided by his Holy Spirit. And so we want to encourage you that to daily seek God, not just on Sundays. Amen. We learned last week that when we get into God's presence, that we are changed. We all need a little transformation, right? So we're changed, you know, less of us and more of God, none of us, all of God. We need to be changed into his image and into his likeness. Why? So that we can both see and reflect the glory of God. So we can be a light in this dark world. Amen. And so God was showing us last week that as we encounter God and get into his presence that he changes us. Amen. We are moved from one glory to the next glory. But you might be saying, Okay, so no, I, now I know I need to be changed, and I know I need to encounter God on a daily basis, but how do I do this? Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to get into God's presence. I don't know how, you know, I, I hear from God, and, and I see God show me things in services, but how do I do that on my own? And some of you might know, and some of you might not know. That God has given us formulas in the word of God on how to get into his presence. And I talked about it just a little bit. But we need to get into his presence because that's where we receive the vision. That's where we receive the grace and strength. That's where he shows us things to come by his spirit is when we're in that manifest presence. That's what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about encountering God and having encounters with him, it could be anything from him leading you and guiding you by his word Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It can be him giving you vision. Without a vision, the people perish. It could be him manifesting his presence and just letting the peace of God rule and reign in your heart and mind, even though you're going through some turmoil. God wants you to encounter him in the way he wants to, to have you encounter him. But the only way you're going to do that is by getting into his presence and letting him do what he wants to do. This morning, I went downstairs to join the worship team in prayer, and his presence was like immediately there. I mean, we couldn't, we're trying to pray, but we couldn't pray because his presence was just there. And so we just sat and we just waited on the Lord. And he just was filling us. And sometimes you don't know everything that he's filling you with. Sometimes you don't know exactly what he's doing, but he's doing a work. And when we get into that manifest presence, you're encountering God. You're being changed. Amen. You're receiving what it is, that daily bread, whatever it is you need to do that day. I'm not talking about just guidance, but he's giving you the grace and strength to do what he's telling you to do for that day. So there's divine moves of God, like we've talked about, where there's transformation that takes place, like Paul on the road to Damascus. His world and, his, you know, what his plan was, or Moses, what their plan was before um, they met with Jesus, before they had an encounter with Jesus, their plan was totally different than what they ended up doing when they answered the call of God, when they encountered God. So there's divine moves of God where God will see fit to just show up and show off in someone's life. And then there's just the plain old, not plain old, but just there is an ingredient for you 
to daily encounter God and gradually be changed into his image and into his likeness, to continually receive a fresh filling, continually receive a fresh encounter with God. And it really is all in Psalms 100. If you want to turn there with me, I'm going to read it. It's a very short passage. Psalms 100 verses 1 through 5 says this. Shout with joy to the Lord, all you earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with singing and with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his presence with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name forever. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. His faithfulness continues to every generation. What better place to hear from God or to encounter God than in his throne room, in his presence? How are you? Yeah, of course. You know, when you're in the presence of somebody, you can hear their voice and you can see them, right? Makes sense. And so what God's doing is he's given us an invitation. Enter into my presence. How? By thanksgiving and praise. That's why church services way back in the day started them off with praise and worship because you're encouraging the people to do something maybe they aren't doing on a daily basis, but we need to, which is praise, worship, and thank the Lord for his goodness, for his faithfulness, for his loving kindness, for his forgiveness, for his mercy that's new every morning. Thank you, Jesus. Getting into his presence with thanksgiving and praise, and then you're entering in. It's like a place. It is a place. You're entering into his presence with thanksgiving and, to his, and into his courts where he is with praise. And then from there, he says, you can come boldly into his throne room. So he's got a house. Maybe you have a house. You have a door. Then you've got a foyer. Then you've got a living room, right? So these are different places in that house. God's inviting us into his house. How? Enter in, open the door through praise and thanksgiving, through worship, and into his courts, his foyer, with praise. And then when you're in that presence, you can boldly come into that living room, that throne room, the place where he sits at his big chair, okay? <laughs> Every man has a man chair probably. And God has a man chair. <laughs> and he's on his throne. Most men have a remote. God has a scepter. <laughs> and you can enter boldly. Come approach him into his throne room. And that is where you receive the grace, the strength, the vision. That's where you encounter him face to face, where he shows you things to come by his Holy Spirit, where he reveals to you the heart of the Father. I know that we've all had encounters with Jesus. We've all, to some degree, we've all seen things that God wanted to show us. We've all um, accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior or received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. These are all um, God bringing us from glory to glory. They're all encounters with God. But God wants you to continually come over his house, <laughs> continually come and knock on the door of fellowship. 
He says in um, Revelations 3.20, he says, if any man comes to the door and opens it, he says, behold, he stands at the door and knocks. If any man comes to the door and opens it, I will come in and I will share a meal with him. God God wants you to come in and share a meal with him into his house, into his throne room where you can receive an encounter with him that will not only be transforming power, transform you from glory to glory into his image, into his likeness, so you can both see and reflect his glory, but for you to receive what you need just for this daily life, serving him, his daily bread. How are you going to receive that daily bread? How are you going to see God? How are you going to be filled with God? How are you going to reflect God? You have to do it by how he says to do it. Enter in to his presence with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. I'm so thankful that God just was already here this morning. Amen? That he is already here ready to meet us. He is excited because you people know how to love on him. You know how to praise him and worship him. He's like, I'm going to that church because I know I'm going to receive the praise, the thanksgiving, the worship that I desire. Amen? And so he showed up ahead of time. He was early. Some of you were late. Um, (laughs) But God was early. He was ready to impart to you the grace, the strength, the the impartation of healing or deliverance or love even that you needed from him this morning. He was ready to give it. And so how do we receive that? By entering in. By, it's so simple. He made it so simple. So many people might have a regular habit of reading the word or doing devotions, but do we have a regular habit? Do we wonder why in church do we receive and and feel that manifest presence, but in our daily lives maybe we don't? Maybe it's because we're not doing the, the steps that he asked us to do, which is enter in. Spend some time in prayer and worship to him, in praise and worship to him. Entering into his presence first, and then into his courts with praise, and then instead of just immediately going before him and asking, 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 then you come into the throne room of mercy and grace where you receive anything that it is that you need. Then you let your requests be made known unto him once you're in his presence. Amen? I talked about this a little bit on Wednesday night, how... My husband will often be, this is what we do in our household, Um, our kids, our big boys are upstairs in the loft, my husband will be in the living room, I'll be in the bedroom um, studying or something, and so we're all in different rooms except for dinner time. (laughs) And when we need one another, we don't go into that room to tell them something, which is the civil thing to do, just telling them myself. We'll yell from the other room, I'll hear, Jen! Jen, like five times till I walk into the other room to encounter my husband yelling my name to tell me what he wants. Or vice versa, so it's not just you. Um, and that's a way to talk to somebody. You know, you can yell at the Lord from outside his house, God, I really need you. <laughs> or you can enter into his presence, go through his doorway. Enter into his courts, go into his foyer, and then finally into his throne room where you can receive every single thing you need. You can talk face-to-face with God. 
You can receive the impartation, the strength. Every single thing you need is right there. I think so many times, believers, we let our requests be made known unto the Lord because we know the word of God says he hears us. And if we ask, he hears us, and we know we can have the petitions that we've asked for. But how much more would he hear you if you're face-to-face, if you're actually at his feet, at his throne room, where he can impart anything that you need? Amen? Where he can actually give you the answer rather than you waiting on it. He can give you answers, direction, instruction. Thank you, Jesus. This week I was having prayer with a, a friend of mine, and I don't know about you, but I'm real, real hungry in the spirit, and it's just never enough. You know, I, I can see Jesus walking down the aisle, and um, if I don't see him show me something for a couple days, I'm like, come on, what's going on? <laughs> I want more. I want to see more. I want to operate more in the kingdom of heaven. Um, But I was spending time with a friend in prayer this week, and the thoughts just started to cross my mind. Man, the Lord hasn't shown me anything, like, with my spiritual vision in a little bit. I just started finishing the thought, and the Lord opened my eyes to see Jesus standing right there in front of us. And I'm not patting myself on the back or anything. What I'm doing is to relay to you that what, because we had spent time entering into his presence and worshiping him because the Lord had started showing me this. So I was like, we got to do this. We got to do it this way. So we started doing that, and his presence showed up real powerfully. It was just a still, silent, heavy presence. And we just sat there and waited on him. But the Lord wasn't really sharing anything with me, but I just knew he was there. But then I started to have that thought process in my mind. Man, I haven't really heard or seen him show me anything in a while. And I just started finishing that thought, and all of a sudden my eyes were open to see Jesus standing like from me to Daniel away. And he looked at me and he smiled, like knowing that I was seeing him. And um, maybe a second later, I saw him laying hands on my friend and myself, our head, and the Lord spoke to me and he said, I'm filling you with myself. We don't always know what's going on when we enter into his presence and into his courts and into that throne room and we sense his presence in a service or maybe in your own prayer time with the Lord. Um, We don't always know what he's imparting to us, but when his presence shows up, you can be sure he's imparting something that you need. Amen? He knows what we need before we ask. And so sometimes he'll beat us to it. We hadn't quite asked him too many things yet. We hadn't let our requests be made known unto him yet because the Lord had shown me, and I had told her usually we would do that. But the Lord had shown me we got to come into that throne room first where he can hear us, where we can see him, where he can show us things to come. And so it was just so awesome, but it was just a confirmation because this is something he's teaching me to teach others also. He wants you to have encounters with him, and he is put some step-by-step instructions in the word for us, and it's totally up to us. We might really be good stickler of the word and getting into the word every morning, but are you a stickler in entering into his presence? Add it. Make that the first priority. Because when you're in his presence, the word is so much clearer. You can hear him. You can understand him. You can see him. Or you can talk from him, talk to him from outside the door. <laughs> but no. Act on Psalms 100. Hebrews 4.16 says, So let us come boldly into your throne room of, of our gracious God, 
There we will receive the mercy and find the grace that we need and the help we in, in time of need. This reminds me of Paul and Silas and then Jehoshaphat as well. They did exactly that. In their time of need, Paul and Silas are chained in prison. Jehoshaphat's faced with this battle that he knew was, you know, they were going to all die because they had a very small army. And what does God tell them to do? Or what does Paul and Silas do? They praise and sing praises. What are they doing? They're acting on Psalms 100. They're entering in to his presence with thanksgiving and in to his courts with praise. And what happens as a result? They have an encounter with God. God sets them free. God delivers them and gives them liberty. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Then Jehoshaphat, he's encountering this army. Maybe you're faced with what you think is a battle or an army or something that you couldn't conquer on your own. I want to encourage you to get into his presence. Enter in by praising, by worshiping. Do what Paul and Silas, what Jehoshaphat did. Enter into his presence. And then, so they're faced with this army. And God delivers them. He says, the battle is not yours, it's mine. When you come into God's presence and boldly come in there and you start receiving the grace, the strength, the impartation you need, he goes ahead and fights your battle. Or he'll show you how to conquer that battle, like he did with Jehoshaphat. They went before the Lord and he showed them this is the recipe for your victory. Amen? And so really, this is the recipe for your encounter with God. If you need victory, if you need freedom, if you need grace, if you need strength, if you just simply want that fresh daily bread from the Lord, that fresh word, or that fresh vision, because he said without the vision the people perish, then you need to daily worship and praise God and enter into his presence with thanksgiving. Amen? So with me... Um, the Lord told me to, to describe what I do. And so with me, um, when I go to spend time with the Lord, I'll close my eyes. I'll invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I just invite you just to take me by the hand. He's our helper. He's our guide. He's our comforter. He's our teacher. So who better to lead me in and take me by the hand than the Holy Spirit himself? Amen. So I just take his Holy Spirit's hand and I just say, Father, I just enter into your presence with thanksgiving. Oh, let me stop there real quick. We, I kind of led you in this this morning and didn't really describe it. Um, first, you want to ask God for forgiveness and mercy and shut any doors to the enemy that there, there might be. Because sin is a blockage. It's a hindrance to you entering in to that throne room. The enemy, the, why does the enemy try to, so hard to tempt us, test us, and try us? It's because he knows it's a hindrance to us receiving the fullness of what God has for us. And he's going to try everything he can to keep that in your way. But if we know that God's forgiveness and mercy is new every morning, then you can confess your sin to the Lord, repent, ask him to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, and just say, in the name of Jesus, I just shut every door to sin. And, Father, I just loose your angels to build up a hedge of protection around me to drive the enemy off into dry places. 
And Holy Spirit, I say yes. Take me in. So I'm asking God to forgive me. I'm getting rid of those doors or those hindrances. I'm welcoming the angels to build up a hedge of protection so I'm not attacked during the time of being in God's presence. And then I'm taking the Holy Spirit's hand and I'm just saying, Holy Spirit, lead me in to your presence with thanksgiving, into your courts with praise. And I just start getting lost in his presence. Now, this is what happens to me, and you can use my map. (laughs) But I imagine, but I believe the Lord has shown me this. I take the Holy Spirit by the hand, and he leads me up a stairway to heaven, into the gates of heaven. Enter into my presence with thanksgiving, into my courts with praise. You're entering heaven, ultimately. You're entering that throne room. Where is his throne room? Heaven. So it's not an odd thing. It's really all in the Spirit. When you get into his presence, you're in heaven. You're in heavenly places. You're in that throne room. That's why you're able to see Jesus. That's why you're able to feel his presence. That's why you're, you're receiving vision and strength that you need when you're in a, a worship service. That's why you're receiving the life of God filling you. It's because you're there with him. But sometimes we on accident do it because it's just the the way of the church is set up. But we can do this on a daily basis. Take him by the hand and walk up those stairs for me. This is what I do. And I come into this his the gates, the throne room, into his presence. You'll God'll show you different things, but God shows me a garden. And I have to walk through that garden, and I just worship him and praise him. And then um, kind of further down, I can, like, see it as I'm describing it, but kind of further down in the distance is his throne. So it takes me a little bit. Sometimes I can be there immediately because I know the way. But it's all in the scriptures. Entering in by praise and worship, by thanking him for such, that he's such an amazing God, that his faithful love endures forever. He gave us the ingredients, the way, the map in the word of God, but we just basically are destroyed for a lack of knowledge or we're not practicing his presence. We're not practicing what the word of God says. We're kind of on accident doing it in a church service. But we can daily encounter God if we'll daily worship and praise God. And have assurance knowing that this is in the word and closing your eyes and just not be distracted and get into where you can receive that mercy, that grace, that strength, that impartation. Amen? So sooner or later, sometimes, like I said, it's a few minutes and sometimes it could be an hour. But that that day that I um, had that time of prayer with my friend, it was like 10 minutes or so. We had entered into his presence. And the Lord's just started showing me, like, I knew he was there because his presence was manifested, but then he opened my eyes to see that he was there. You'll be in that courtroom or that throne room where he starts imparting to you direction and instruction by his Holy Spirit. Maybe he'll give you answers to a life problem that you're having or showing you to walk in love towards somebody, um, it's not this, what I'm talking about is not so far out there, but I'm giving you the picture of what's actually happening. So many people don't realize this is reality. Like the kingdom of heaven is real. The word of God says the kingdom of heaven is among us. 
And so really, I just closed my eyes to stop being distracted with the here and now and start focusing on, Colossians 3 says, to focus on things above, not on the things of this earth. Focus on where Christ sits in heavenly places. That's where our eyes and focus should be when we're worshiping and praising God. Not looking around. That's why we close our eyes and just worship him. We're entering a a heavenly place. We're entering into his presence. I mean, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, our healer, our savior, our deliverer. When we come together to praise and worship, we're entering a throne room of a king. Not a king, the king. And even right there in your living room or in your car or in your prayer closet, you're entering the holy of holies. The place where the Lord told Moses, take off your shoes for where you're entering is holy ground. Why was it holy? Maybe his eyes were open to see, maybe they weren't, but he was entering into his presence, into his courts or his throne room where he had encounters with God. When you go to praise and worship God, you're entering his presence, his throne room. That's where we receive the grace. That's where we receive the strength. That's where he'll give you even wisdom and knowledge on how to pray. The Holy Spirit gives you the knowledge how to pray, the utterance of how to pray as you ought to. So once we're in there, we just start worshiping, praising God, or start waiting on the Lord, and he renews our strength, or we're just still and know he is God. We just let him just pour himself into us. Amen? There's so much. Okay, Isaiah 40. (laughs) Isaiah 40, 29 through 31, he says this. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and weary and tired. Young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who will wait upon the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Amen. It's so important for us to be strengthened and receive our daily bread, our daily instructions and encounters from God. It's so important for us to receive direction from the Holy Spirit. But how are you going to do that unless you wait upon the Lord? What is waiting on the Lord? Okay, so at a doctor's office, you sit there, right? With expectation, you wait for your name to be called. So when you're worshiping and praising God with expectation, you're waiting for his presence to show up. Waiting on the Lord. Expecting the Lord to show you something, to reveal something to you. Expecting the Lord to speak to you, to open your eyes to see. You're waiting in expectation that he's going to show up and you're going to have an encounter with Jesus. Asking the Lord for your daily bread, for whatever it is you need. This is something we have to practice as the body of Christ if we're going to receive that daily bread or that daily encounter with God. The word is powerful and alive and sharper than a two-edged sword, but it's even more so when he speaks it and confirms it to our hearts by his spirit. And the only way we're going to hear him, either you're going to have a road to Damascus experience where he sees you're totally on the wrong road, headed the wrong way, not going to do what he's called you to do, and he's going to have to shake you up a little bit. Or you can encounter him daily and stay on the right road to begin with. 
Amen? <laughs> we shouldn't, I mean, not that we shouldn't desire, you know, such a transforming encounter with God, but we shouldn't have to need it. We should stay in his presence. We should daily encounter his presence. Enter in daily into his throne room. We would have the inside scoop <laughs> daily, hearing what God has on his heart. Daily, him directing us, showing us what we need to do. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians, we talked about it, 3.18, that when we're in his presence, we're changed. Whether we realize it or not, Moses didn't even realize that when he came out, his face shone like a bright light, and they were begging him to put a veil over his face. You're changed into the image of God. You're transformed. It might be from glory to glory in stages, but sooner or later, you're not going to look like the old you because the word of God says the old man is gone and the new has come. Amen? So what's the alternative to not doing what I'm talking about? The alternative of not entering into his presence, of not coming into his throne room. The word of God says when we come into his throne room and wait on him, he renews our strength. He gives us grace. He gives us strength. He imparts life to us. And in my encounter the other day, he fills us. He shows you things to come. So if you're not entering into his presence with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, you're totally depending on a road to Damascus experience or you're going to lose strength. You're going to run and grow weary. You're going to walk and you're going to faint. Everything that's opposite of what the word of God says is going to happen will happen to you. So why do so many Christians, you know, complain and say they're not strong enough? This, you know, maybe they give up on their Christianity because it's too hard to live right before the Lord. It's too hard to to endure this, um, you know, these temptations and to live right. It's because they're not doing the one thing that would give them grace and strength, which is enter in, wait upon the Lord, let Him renew your strength. If you're feeling weary, you feel like you're going to faint, maybe you're falling over in your Christianity, it's because you've neglected. This is the alternative. You don't get strengthened. You become weary. Maybe you even faint and give up for a time until somehow God pours himself into you. Somehow you're listening to a song and God just decides to show up and fill you and encourage you once again to motivate you once again, to, to get back on the right path. But I believe that God wants his believers to encounter him on a daily basis, to be transformed on a daily basis, and to also come into that throne room on a daily basis and let him fill them with himself, like he said to me, so that you're walking around, walking in the spirit, not fulfilling the lusts of your flesh, walking around, doing whatever you hear the Father or saying whatever you hear the Father saying and doing whatever you see the Father doing when you had that encounter with the Lord. As I'm worshiping God, God gives me instruction. What is that? I'm doing what the Father's showing me. I don't come up with a plan. My plan is to lead you guys into the presence of God. He'll give me a word. He'll give me some scriptures, and, and I know that much. But when we have a service, very few and far between do I know what's going to happen in a service. Once in a great while, he'll show me something ahead of time, the way he's going to move. But it's all about when I get into that presence, into that throne room, and I'm waiting on the Lord, he starts showing and revealing things of what's going to bring the victory. 
And he'll do the same exact thing for you in your life as he does for a service. Is If you'll enter into his presence, he'll start revealing to you what's going to bring the victory in your marriage or in your finances. Or he'll show you how you need to pray for your finances. Or what is going to bring breakthrough for your family or for salvation for your loved ones. He'll reveal all this to you when you're visiting with him in heavenly places. Amen? Enter in. He welcomes us. He's not afar off. He's right here among us. He's standing at the door of your heart and knocking. How in the world? I mean, the King of Kings, our Savior, our Deliverer, our Healer, is right here always with us. He said, I am with you always. But it's totally up to us if we want to enter in through that door and talk to him face to face or if we want to shout from the other room <laughs> or shout from the other side of the door what it is that we have need of. We could do it that way and possibly get an answer, question whether he heard us, or we can just come right to him face to face, have him converse back and forth with us so we have total assurance that we have whatever it is that we've asked him for. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. I want to encourage you. The Lord's really showing this to me. Um, in Psalms 46.10, he says, Be still and know I am God. This morning, another demonstration is his presence was there, so we were just still. We just quieted our hearts. We stopped praying. Maybe we'd uh, whisper a little, worship you and praise you, Lord Jesus, once in a while. But for the most part, we sat there reverencing the fact that he was there with us in his presence. And so when you enter into his presence at home or wherever you go with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, and he shows up with that presence, take time and be still and reverence the fact that he's God and he's with you. Kneel before the Lord. Tell him how great he is. He's showing up for a reason. He's either going to fill you, he's going to strengthen you, he's going to give you, show you something. He's not showing up for no reason. So just reverence him and be still and know he is God. It's in those moments that he will give you the vision, that he will correct you, that he will guide you along right paths. Amen? This is a key message. I encourage you to read it or Listen to it again. We're on Facebook Live or podcasts. It's a key message for you to have these encounters with God that I'm talking about. If you're someone like me who's hungry and thirsty for more of God, you desire to go further with God, you desire to be a vessel fit for his use, you desire to not just see God's presence in a service, but you want to see and you want to reflect God's glory, then enter in daily to his presence, his courts with praise. Amen. I can have, um, I don't know, somebody on the keys or something like that. I want to open this up. The Lord just showed me something last week, and um, I'm going to daily or weekly, as the Lord reminds me, <laughs> to give an opportunity for people to come to the Lord. We were really blessed last week after the service. Um, someone who has been coming here quite a while got saved for the first time. And you never know who's sitting in your seats. You assume that because they're coming to church that they know the Lord and they didn't. And um, 
thank the Lord for giving them supernatural dreams is actually something I've been praying that God would give people dreams, visions, and revelations and draw them by his spirit to the church. Um, God actually gave supernatural two dreams. And the word of God says some are saved by fear and some by love. (laughs) These dreams were, you know, kind of scared the hell out of her. Like, shook her to her core realizing if she doesn't accept Jesus, she's lost. Jesus is coming again. And he's going to take with him everyone who has accepted Jesus Christ into their heart as their Lord and Savior. After the Christians leave, there's going to be a tribulation here on earth. Such torment on the earth that we have never seen. If we think it's bad now, it's going to be so much worse. Like the days of Lot is going to be accelerated. So much corruption just let loose. The devil is let loose on the earth. You do not want to be here for that. And God made a way. He sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross and to rise again from the dead. And he said, if you'll confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and accept him into your heart and confess him as your Lord and Savior and believe that he died and rose again from the dead, that you'll be saved. Meaning you won't have to stay here when God comes and returns. His son comes and returns and takes with him everyone who has accepted him into their hearts. You will not have to worry about being left behind. That's why we're so driven as Christians to let people know that Jesus is Lord, to encourage them to receive Jesus into their heart, not because we want more people in our pews, but because we want them saved from the life that's going to happen here on the earth when we go to be with Jesus in heaven. God wishes that none would perish and that all would come to repentance. All you have to do is say, Yes, Jesus, I believe that you came and you died on the cross for my sins so that I could be saved. I believe that you died and you went to hell and you got the keys of death, hell, and the grave and you rose again from the dead. That's what we celebrate on Easter coming up. I believe that you did that for me, Lord, and I accept you today into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. He says, if you'll confess him with your mouth and believe with your heart that he died and rose again from the dead, you will be saved. So if I can have every head bowed and every eye closed in this place today. If you're here today,